future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto failure. My name's Charles Story. I will be your host for the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London. So let's get down to business. Today's Monday, the 19th of February, 2018. Today's show is gonna have a slightly different format. We have the CEO of Red Pulse, Jonathan Hat, on the show today. But before we get into that, I wanna go through the levels real quick. Bitcoin's currently trading at $11,044. That's up 3% in the last 24 hours. Ethereum is currently trading at $945. That's up 1%. We see Bitcoin Cash at $1,519. That's down 1%. NEO is at $134, and that's up 5% today thus far. So without a moment to waste, let's jump into the interview. So on tonight's show, we have the CEO of Red Pulse, Jonathan Ha. Jonathan, how's it going? Going very well. Yeah, great to be on the show. Thank you. Well, thank you for making the time. I know you're super busy coming up to the, the, the Chinese New Year as well. So um, we, we really appreciate that. So just to kind of kick things off, where does the name Red Pulse come from? Sure. So the, the red from the Red Pulse name comes from the lucky color red in Chinese culture. So in, in Chinese culture, red you know usually means prosperity and, and good luck. So we wanted that aspect because what Red Pulse does is of course initially focus on providing coverage of china's financial markets and pulse that came from the idea that you we want to keep the finger on the pulse of financial markets and thus red pulse i like it i like it on on the beat right <laughs> in the Absolutely. mix and and on point so would you be so kind to give the listeners that don't know red pulse a high level overview of what you guys do sure happy to so Red Pulse provides a research ecosystem covering China's markets. And what we've done is we've tokenized it in a sense where we're using our own cryptocurrency, the RPX, as the underlying compensation mechanism for outside contributors of research, of views, and analysis on markets onto our platform. So in a sense, we're creating a sharing economy for research where we don't employ the research analysts, but we depend upon the outside contributors to share their ideas on our platform. I like it. I like it. So decentralizing it, so to speak. That's right. That's right. Perfect. And where did the idea of a content platform come from? So what inspired Red Pulse originally? Because I've heard a few different, a few different stories. Sure, sure. Well, it's maybe maybe not too exciting, but we we actually come from a more traditional finance background where we've been operating as a financial research platform for the better part of three years already. So we're not a new project. We're, we're not just a white paper and, and a team that just came together at the last minute. We've been operating as a viable business for quite some time now with product, with revenues, with pay, paying clients. And what we came to see as an opportunity is a way to pivot the business model, the underlying compensation mechanism that would allow us to scale much more quickly than if we were to stay with the original traditional business model of writing research in-house and selling it. Of course, of course. So I've, I've also heard um, you mention the key to success is to surround yourself with good people. Would you be so kind to speak about some of the people that have helped yourself and Red Pulse in the crypto community? Sure, absolutely. So first and foremost, the 
initial person that we reached out to when we first started to have an idea about doing a token sale and to essentially tokenize the the business model was someone that actually came from Red Pulse um, from several years ago. His name is Sombat Sathavorat. And for those people that have been Red Pulse community members for quite some time, you probably recognize that name, Sombat. But he actually started out as a marketing uh, advisor to our company several years ago. Nothing to do with crypto, but he, given his background in SEO, online marketing, that sort of thing, he was very helpful in, in getting us to uh, a point where we're well established and uh, had a pretty good presence amongst the more traditional finance community. And so going back from those times, I actually do recall he already was starting to get involved in crypto, which was interesting. And back then, you know, I, I heard about Bitcoin, I heard about Ethereum and, and other cryptocurrencies. And to be honest, you know, it didn't really strike that chord, chord with me just yet. And I thought, okay, that's, that's kind of interesting, but you know, maybe not for me. And so when when it came, you know, to the point where we were thinking about a tokenization of our business model, he was the first person that I reached out to. And and you know, having since separated from the firm and now doing his own thing, he was still very, very keen on working with us because he had done so in the past and we have a good relationship. And given his his experience in the crypto space, he has been instrumental in helping us to build out that vision. I like it. I like it. So he was a an, someone who kind of um, indicated, you know, what was happening in the crypto space that, I don't know, helped, helped you guys out at the start and brought you up to speed with, with, with your crypto journey and experience. Exactly. And I would follow on with that with several key people within the established crypto space that we were then, uh, you know, very, very, uh, you know, critically and, and you know, um, you know, I would say luckily uh, connected to, of course, that would be the entire NEO team. So Da Hongfei, Tony Tao, Johnson Zhao over at OnChain and NEO, of course, they're very, very critical to the success that we've had so far in that we are the very first ICO on NEO and have been able to benefit from the very strong community and support that they've developed for their own blockchain. And so we're very happy to be that first DApp, a well-established company in the financial services space to demonstrate the capabilities of NEO. Perfect. And obviously these guys have you know, been key figures in the, in, in the entire crypto space as well. So there must have been, um, must have been an experience working with them from, from the ground up. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been an amazing, very positive experience from, from day one. And it's one of the things that, you know, I, I do like to highlight with people that ask me about, you know, our relationship, our working relationship with NEO. And that's that they're very personable, very approachable. And the thing that, you know, really convinced me that these, these, these are, you know, great guys and, of course, a great organization to work with is that very positive, collaborative feel in working with them. And, and that's that's been really great. And it's one of the reasons why we've been able to succeed, not only in our token sale, but in building out the team and now working on the platform. Perfect. So how does Red Pulse manage growing the Red Pulse brand service and keep up to date with all the new technology in the space? Uh, I know sure. it's a job and a half, right? Well, maybe more, more like 10 jobs. But how do you, how do you keep on top of that? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's quite a lot to keep up with. And similar to what you had mentioned earlier in, in your earlier point, surround yourself with good people. Because when it comes to keeping up with all the, all the new technology, we've brought on board several key people. Uh, one person in particular, his name is Chris Hager. He's our uh, interim CTO and also director of engineering. He comes from the city of Zion, COZ, which is the one of the main independent development groups attached to, 
to NEO. And he brings with him a wealth of experience in blockchain, but also in technology, in web frameworks and infrastructure. So he's been instrumental in helping us to build out a team. Uh, We've also brought on board our chief product officer. His name is Dylan Blankenship, and he comes from a, a very... Um, uh, impressive background as well, having been a CTO at two other firms, most recently at a web platform called juy.com. It's China's largest outbound real estate platform um, online. And that's quite impressive. He's been running a very large team over there. So we have a very high-powered uh, engineering and product team um, already working very, very steadily on the new platform. And when it comes to growing the Repulse brand as well as the services, um, that's something that actually we've been doing quite a lot of already, even before the tokenization. As I mentioned earlier, we've been around for three years already and have been building a pretty strong presence in the financial community. We are already a top-ranked contributor of content on Bloomberg terminals and also have relationships with Thomson Reuters Icon, FactSet, S&P Capital IQ in distributing our content, which, you know, if you think about, you know, how interesting it is that a small startup um, back then was was able to secure you know partnerships and distribution by these platforms it only goes to show how much in demand China market intelligence is by a global community and we really are in a very strong advantageous position to have already built those relationships and that brand and presence in this space I couldn't agree with you more so you speak about you know your bigger ticket clients such as uh, Bloomberg Reuters so on and so forth so who, who are the typical I don't know, do you have any retail clients that you deal with? Are they more institutional type? At the moment, they're all institutional clients. And we deal primarily with all the big banks, asset managers, brokerages, insurance companies that that might come to mind. We, We work with all of them. And in the past, many of them were our paid clients. But even if they weren't a paying client, they often were signed up to our free service. You know, there's different tiers of our service. So we count in excess of 50,000 finance professionals globally that all work at you know, one of these financial institutions that are engaged with, with our platform in one shape or another. Perfect. And at the Neo DevCon, I heard you speak about the cryptocurrency sharing economy and the model behind it. Would you be so kind to speak about that a little bit more? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So, this is one of the things that we've we've begun to share a bit more on, you know, share, you know, about sharing economies a bit, a bit meta there, I suppose. But uh, sharing economies, in our view, it's nothing new actually. It's been around forever. And if you think about, you know, thousands of years ago, uh, perhaps even longer, when people lived in small villages, that was a very small community, and the idea of sharing was was prevalent. You know, Absolutely. you would share. Uh, access to a water well, you would share knowledge, you share protection. And the reason why that worked and you had this you know, community built around it is because the scale of that sharing was quite small. And as people, you know, the population of people began to, to really explode and, and grow exponentially, we lost that community feeling, that community driver of sharing because people became less willing to share with people that they didn't know and it became much more transactional. And even the so-called sharing economies that we see today, it's essentially a transactional um, ecosystem where everyone be partner or a actor in their own right. And for every bit of service or contribution that they put into the system, they're immediately getting a payoff in in the form of, of fiat money. What we could potentially do here 
is to go back to the idea of a sharing economy, but at scale, by introducing a layer, if a, a cryptocurrency layer, um, between the participants as well as the shared utilities or the, or the shared services, and by utilizing a inflationary system, a small amount of minting of new tokens on a continuous basis, it's this source of, of tokens, of capital, I suppose, that can then be used to compensate those individuals that continue to add value to the system and thereby eliminating what we call the free rider problem, where people perhaps are less willing to put in the same amount of contribution, but still taking quite a lot of benefit out of the system. In this case, the token economics layer, the, in, in our case, it's the RPX token, we're able to have a small amount of minting of additional tokens that's then used to compensate those research contributors, thereby benefiting the greater population. So that's that's how we're able to achieve a sharing economy at scale. I like that. And by the way, I, I really see or envisage a lot of that in the crypto community because, you know, unlike any other community or financial, you know, um, institution or anything like that, you know, the crypto community is always about sharing, helping each other. I mean, you go on Telegram and ask a question, you'll have like 50 people message you directly. And I really feel it's kind of like building that back up again in a lot of ways. Um, so Absolutely. It's, it's interesting. You're, you're, you're on the same page, and I really like that. Um, really quickly, how has the crypto community played a role in the success of Red Pulse? Oh, they, they've been instrumental in, in the success of Red Pulse um, so far. So, of course, we've, we've been building this business for the last three years, but you know, one of the things that we've really struggled with is how do you achieve scale? And I, I think every startup struggles with this because even if you have a great idea, even if there is traction and you are starting to generate revenues and, and profits, and that's fantastic, but getting to the point where the the growth of the company, not only in terms of, of the headcount and, and the products, but also most importantly, um, the, the profit to scale is, is one of the most critical and, and difficult things to, to achieve. And because we have now a tokenized business platform and we've done a token sale, we now have the ability to really take, it, take benefit from the crowdsourced, crowdfunded aspect of the token um, environment. And that's something that you know we're using now to a very good purpose, for a very good purpose, in building out a high-powered engineering and dev team. I like it, I like it a lot. Um, what, what is RedPulse looking to achieve by the end of play 2018 and what excites you the most? Sure. We, and what we uh, envisage you know, to achieve by 2018 <coughs> excuse me, is a fully tokenized and online platform where people can earn RPX tokens for their contributions and at the same time use RPX as a pre-buy of research, custom research. What excites me the most about it is that we truly are creating the world's first sharing economy for research. Perfect. And while we have you on the show, is there anything you would like to share exclusively with the SVK crypto listeners out there? Um, we looking forward to having a, a stronger relationship with the people in the UK, in London, and Europe in general. And I think SVK crypto is one of those premier groups that can help us to do that. Thank you. I like that a lot. Thank you so much for your time today, and um, I wish you uh, I wish you all the best, and we look forward to having you in London. So um, all the listeners out there look forward to great things, and we look forward to working together as well. That sounds fantastic. Thank you so much, Charles. Thank you. Have a great day.
I just want to say a big thanks once again for Jonathan for taking the time to to make it on the SVK Crypto Show today. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to having you back on the show very soon. So big thanks once again. That's a wrap. i got to bounce. Have a fantastic evening, and we'll be back tomorrow with another great podcast. That's a wrap. You've been listening to an SVK Crypto Podcast original. Follow us on Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. Email us on CSTory at SVKcrypto.com. Leave us a message on our website, www.SVKcrypto.com. stronger relationship with the people in the UK, in London, and Europe in general. And I think SVK Crypto is one of those premier groups that can help us to do that. Thank you. I like that a lot. Thank you so much for your time today. And um, I wish you you all the best. And we look forward to having you in London. So um, all the listeners out there look forward to great things. And we look forward to working together as well. That sounds fantastic. Thank you so much, Charles. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. You too. Take care.